I've got something for you. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like Mike, Jordan, give me the rock and I'm scoring. Hey, came from the bottom, that's foreign. I swear that I'm up for the sun in the morning. Yeah, they know that we ain't the same. 402, we rap the gang. I told them this ain't a gang. Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Big League Chicago. I'm Rick, here with Jack and Eric, brought to you by Star Six Media. We've got a hell of a show for y'all today. We're going to start off with some Hawks talk, move into Crosstown Convo, a Sea Red segment, give our little Bears predictions uh, right after that. And of course, we always end it with four stars of the week. Fellas, how y'all doing? Good, good. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm personally good. I think the city of Chicago and their sports. I mean, I know it's been a week since I've been on, but uh, you know, I think everything going on Chicago sports related is pretty despicable and uh, pretty disgusting. To be completely <laughs> honest, um, but that's how I feel. That's how I feel, Eric. I hope you're not feeling the same way. I am World Cup deprived. I've been, oh, I, I, I got on. so used to watching for 17 straight days, nothing but the amazing sport of soccer, of football, True. of football, whatever you guys want to call it, name it. And now that I get it like every other day, like I don't like it. I forgot how it was before the World Cup started. And now that I'm going back to normal, I don't like it. And now I'm just only down to like four more days. <laughs> I know. I was going to say like it. it's crazy how that the World Cup goes from like, what is it? Four games a day to just two to just one every other day. Now it, yeah, it's. Yeah, I'm sure it's, you're it, feeling it literally like just goes like that. It go, no, it actually goes one, then two, then four, then four, then four, then four, then four, then four, yeah, then four, yeah. then back down to two, and then it's and then it's two, 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 and then it'll eventually go down to one, one, and one, and one. I was just like, oh my god. Eric's Eric's Eric wants just World Cup soccer injected into his veins at this point. Yeah, um, but you know what? It's. It's it's good to you know for a month it's great it's 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 yeah. a lot of fun I enjoy it and it's oh, yeah. and I and I get it every four years so it's kind of like okay cool you know I I can't really complain but the way how they set it up man is it sucks no it's, no I get you it's just you. not ready to wait another fifteen hundred something days until the next World <laughs> Cup that's the reality well it's a lot less well yeah it's a lot less now now it's like three and a half years instead of actually for the summer oh that's like, yeah a little bit different summer. now that uh, a little bit different now that of course yeah, so. that's true that's true. <laughs> That's all right. all right. At least on the bright side, we'll at least have it closer to us than previous years. So definitely that. Too bad they don't have any games in Chicago, though. That kind of sucks. I hate Rahm Emanuel for that one. Like he shut that yeah. down real quick. Yeah, yeah. For them sucks. not having for them not having the World Cup here in, in in Chicago, I have to go all the way to damn. What's the closest one? I think it's Kansas City. Yeah, something like, that. something, something like random that, yeah. like that. Something yeah. random like that. Yeah. Houston's Ugh. got it. LA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seattle. You do have it in Seattle, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Man. And so look at you. We'll probably I'll probably make a trip over there. Depending how 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 interesting matchups are over there. I'll, I'll probably have a World Cup matchup with Rick in, in Seattle. I I've been to that stadium. That stadium is beautiful. Yeah, it is. It, it definitely is. But uh all right, let's let's uh continue the show. Jack Hawks talk. <laughs> Uh, how, how short is this going to be? Oh, it's going to be pretty short. Pretty short. I mean, did, <laughs> did you guys cover it last week? I, 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 uh, for everyone that 
doesn't know, I, I coach hockey on the side, and unfortunately, just a little later episode on the uh, but uh, did we cover Hawks talk last week? I don't know, we did not get to Hawks talk last week just because I'm not gonna lie, I, I, I can't, I can't watch the Hawks right now. I understand you that. I think that's yeah, totally, I think that's totally yeah. fair and totally understandable. <laughs> um, quick recap on their New York trip, uh, one, uh, one for three. Beating the Rangers 5-2 in a, in a very frustrating game, actually, for the Rangers at MSG. Mm-hmm. It was a fun one for the Blackhawks. Big win. Uh, we'll always take those. Then they travel over to the other side of the city, get kind of completely beat and dominated by a pretty good all Islanders team. And then they uh, travel to Jersey to face the Devils. Ah, Devils. Uh, they're good they're good this year and, and the devils are on fire so uh you know i think for anyone that's that's tuning into slot shot podcast we are a hockey podcast but we're also miles wood podcast and with that being said um we have our our new segment called the woodshed um pretty much featured on miles wood and there'll be a lot more of of content and uh excitement to come from that so tune into slot shot podcast a hockey podcast also a miles wood podcast john Palayo didn't ride my parlay last night, but has the audacity to dip into the NHL and go on uh, on Devil's money line. I, I love it. Interesting. All right, whatever you got to say. Um, but let's dig into what really matters and what the excitement of today was, and that being the fact that the Canadians released their World Junior roster today, and mm. four out of five Blackhawks that were in that prospect camp did make the team. So that is exciting. Um, funny enough, as, as you realize, and, and, or, well, when I say this name, no, I'm not talking about Kirby doc. Um, I'm talking about, uh, uh, Colton doc, his brother, who the Hawks drafted, uh, I think two years ago. Now he made the team for forwards Then Kevin Cruz, uh, Kevin Krasinski, I think is his name, uh, made it for defense, Ethan Del Maestro and Nolan Allen for Blackhawks, uh, prospects. I think it was Nolan Allen. Um, and that's kind of the excitement made the Canadian junior hockey team. Great tournament. Very fun to watch Blackhawks yeah. fans. Basically going to be the most exciting hockey we'll watch all season long. Cause I can <laughs> guarantee there'll be some Blackhawks prospects on the U S national team as well, if not on some of the European teams. Uh, but, uh, that's kind of be the highest level of hockey. This, the, the, the franchise or anyone representing the franchise will be playing this year. So tune into world juniors over, uh, over the, the new year break and holiday. It's uh, always an exciting and, and fun tournament, usually on NHL network, which is a little bit of a pain because it's obviously a subscription based channel, but if you've got it, definitely worth, uh, worth the watch. If you're getting a little tired of, you know, your new year's or Christmas holiday bowl games, you know, Turn on some hockey. Turn on some World Juniors. You know, U18s going at it for the heart of their country. Uh, well, U21s maybe is what it is. But, yeah. So, that's, <laughs> that's, I think it was a little longer than I would have expected um, in terms yeah. of um, of Hawks talk. I mean, besides that, they got whooped by Winnipeg on home ice on mm-hmm. Friday night. They do have uh, Washington coming to town. Ovechkin, I think, needs like three or four goals to break the 800 mark. Um, so, that's kind of exciting stuff. It will be a little bit of a – a milestone watch for uh, Blackhawks fans, but I don't think he'll get three, but maybe, I mean, they suck. Couldn't, wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> um, and then they, uh, then they have golden Knights in town on Thursday and then travel to Minnesota for a ESPN plus hockey night matchup with the wild Hawks sit at seven, five and 14 for 18 yeah. points. And last in the, is it the league or just the division? No, second to last in the league. Last in the division. Last in the division. Yeah, that's bad. One point. One point out of uh, last place. Uh, one point out of Mister Irrelevancy. 
But uh, no, that's the Chicago Blackhawks for you. Yeah, they suck. Didn't miss much in the last week. I'll tell you that. Hey, they're just least... right. Hey, one game out of I think if you looked at the last twenty games they've played, mm-hmm. I think they've won maybe two and lost eighteen. Jesus Christ! No, but hey, well, hey they haven't Mrazik's played. Back. They played back. They've lost seven. Yeah, yeah, they've lost. Well, Mrazik, Mrazik gets the start versus Ovechkin. Big help mm-hmm. for Ovechkin to try and get the three goals, in my opinion. Soderblom <laughs> looks uh, looks pretty good. He's a guy that uh, just got peppered. I mean, got peppered mm-hmm. versus Winnipeg. Uh, a guy who can eat shots, will eat shots. Should be interesting to see what his future holds as he's, I think, in his third or second year with the organization. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the future of goaltending, Drew Camesso over at Boston. Red one. It's Boston University. Uh, so that's always the excitement of college hockey and prospect watching like you were with the Cubs this year and mm-hmm. like we are with the Blackhawks right now. So that's just kind of the reality of it all. They brought up uh, – didn't they bring back up Reichel? as well he played the game i think he was pretty much back in uh, rockford the same week so i don't know if his his stint lasted for for quite some time let me uh i don't think he's on the active roster right now i'm not seeing it but uh, i'll have to check in on that what's what's the deal with him because he was like a big prospect coming up over the last well he was right he was you know he's a high first round pick um Mm -hmm. a lot of talent um kind of stayed overseas for an extra year or two before he finally came over. I think it was last year, two years ago. Yeah. Uh, you kind of hope to see <clears throat> more progression out of him. He's tearing up the AHL, which has been great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the unfortunate has been that you just really haven't seen it translate when he plays with the big club in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think they're really just hoping for him to be able to take that next step, be a proven scorer, skilled player for this team. I mean, he's not going to be someone that's going to be a huge um, physical threat, but he is going to be uh, – someone that could be dangerous with the puck and, and could potentially uh, generate some scoring chances for you. And that's what the Hawks are waiting to see out of Reichel uh, so far. Okay. So just like you said, prospect watching at this point, just trying to, just trying to get the young guys in pretty much. Right. And see what they got in the young guys. Really? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it, like I said, you know, there's, there's not many bright spots about this. You know, I think I was looking at it, something that was kind of averaging out Seth Jones contract, like what his playing expectation to what his value is worth right now. Um, so mm-hmm. the guy's being paid uh, and Eric, I'm going to keep you involved here in this one uh, as a guy that's not going <laughs> to know a damn thing about what it's going to be a fair guess out of Eric. And that's no, no insult to you, Eric, by the way. Uh, <laughs> You're fine, bro. I, I don't care. But, so Seth Jones <laughs> I like to be honest. Seth Jones is getting like eight and a half, nine and a half million dollars a year. So what do you think, based on performance, based on uh, on what he, he has done to, to date, which he has missed some games due to a thumb injury, uh-huh. what do you think his his value is currently of what he, uh, contract-wise? <laughs> Ooh, do you think probably he's one of the to? worst ones, simply because how bad the salary cap is with, with hockey or how tight it is. Mm-hmm. It's probably not mm-hmm. looking yep. good. Absolutely, absolutely. You want to take a, take a, take a stab? <sighs> how should I 2. compare? 2.5 mil. I'm Close? Taking, yeah. Oh. Close, but no cigar. Probably three. One five. So Whoa. you know, it's it's dropped <laughs> basically eight million dollars worth of value is what he is what he has oh not my. lived up to. Oh um, so the Seth gosh. Jones contract just continuing and continuing to look worse for this Blackhawks team, and and something that will uh, potentially hurt them maybe in the future, but hopefully not in terms of the rebuild. Uh, but it is going to be a lot of money that they owe him, and and teams aren't going to want to even sniff out that deal until things Jeez. either 
improve on Seth Jones's performance or the Hawks end up eating about, you know, uh, 75% of to 80% so, of that contract. It, yeah, exactly. So it, it, it's just, it's a shit show. It's a grind. Um, it's the Hawks out of it this year. That's basically it. Oof, that's rough. And he's what, eight more years of Seth Jones? Something like that. It was like a nine or eight or nine, nine year, year deal, deal right? I think so nine for nine and a half or something like that, or nine for. Yeah, I want to say it was nine for nine and a half. Hey. Yeah. Well, the, that's that's kind of the side of the Blackhawks right now. Pretty gloomy. I mean, we're it, it's a prospect watch at this point, and we're just at this point, it's a lottery draft, hoping to get a, a really a number one or a number two pick. Uh, for I mean, there's there's two guys in the draft that the Hawks really kind of want, and right? they're both so, gonna be playing for Team Canada. Like I said, another reason hey, to watch the World go. Junior Championship, both uh, highlighted in the Team Canada's roster that was announced today: Connor Bedard, Adam Fratelli, um, <clears throat> Sam uh, Pipio. I don't know. I don't know who Piopo. 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 It, it is damn hard. It's depressing. That's why I got <laughs> ESPN Plus. That's why I'm watching McDavid on the background. So much talent throughout this young talent throughout this league. I mean, shit, we had a guy score five goals in a game, four in a period last week. You're not going to see that Jesus. shit in, in soccer, soccer, soccer. <laughs> I mean, it's it's hard. It's hard even to even do that on a regular basis. I haven't, so I haven't seen, uh, I haven't seen Eric in a while, so I'm just, you know. It's all it's all funny game. My my high for the World Cup is so high, nobody can bring me down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I got over the Mexico thing a while back, so yeah, I'm I'm yeah. back on the high of watching everything else. So I'm all good. Good. Well, I'm glad to hear you've recovered, buddy. Uh, yeah, I'm you know. glad you've I'm glad you've recovered, but uh, yeah, no, that's it's it's just it is what it is. All right. Hey, if you really want to watch interesting hockey, I think you could just make a trip to Rockford, don't you, to watch the ice balls a little bit. <laughs> Right, uh, or if you want to watch another dude, team's minor league wanna, team, you yeah, always go, go to, to Rosemont. Some, you want some decent product and a cheap beer? I think it's like Wednesday night, three dollar beer night at the Allstate Arena for the Wolves. Cheap ass beer. Wolves. Oh my like, god! Don't you get like Same a beer. don't you Same get like beer. a hot dog and beer for like five bucks? Probably wouldn't put it past it. Wouldn't put it past it. But three dollar <laughs> beer night Wednesday night Wolves won won the AHL last year. Not affiliated with the Blackhawks, but. Uh, they did. Oh, win, I uh, thought they were shit. No, I think Rockford, the Rockford St. Louis is, Blues. I think they are the Blues. I can't remember. I was I thinking think about they that are the same. Oh, I think you're right. Okay, but yeah, Rockford, Rockford is uh, the Blackhawks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, See, I know okay. about hockey, man. You know you the know, relevant shit. You know the relevant shit. Is like, no you know, much crap that I talk about hockey. I know a thing or two, man. Don't don't. Is that Eric knows the relevant? Oh, all right. Well, that was. That was Ox talk. See, Eric knows a little bit, everybody. So give him oh, some I know credit. Right. Look at that. We just spent 15 minutes on the worst team in the city. I mean, that's pretty fucking impressive. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a, it's a competition right now uh, between the worst team in the city and, and the Hawks. Uh, but let's move on to Crosstown Convo, talking oh, Sox and Cubs deals, offseason deals. And I'm going to let Jack take it away again because he's, he's got a bit of a rant. I mean, the, Hawk, uh, the Sox made a signing, right? You guys did something. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Mike Clevenger, one year, twelve million, I think. Sure, <laughs> couldn't offer eighteen and a half qualifying offer to, to Carlos Rodon um, two years ago or two off seasons ago at this point now. <laughs> but you could give Mike Clevenger, a guy who was, who was hurt last year and struggled, but has proven numbers at, 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 with Cleveland. Didn't really uh, do what what San Diego brought him in to do, but uh, was a guy that was sturdy and did steady and did pitch in the World Series, but. Uh, the fact is, this team is—it's um, frustrating. I mean, I think you're trying to—you're trying to give me a heart attack. You're trying to keep my blood pressure high. In reality, Rick, because uh, 
The fact is, people, and I hate to be the negative Nancy, but this team, soccer, get it out of here. It's soccer. Soccer. <laughs> Sorry, man. Football, I'm like, I, I've been if I can't football, see the chat, if I couldn't Sorry. see the chat, it's, it's soccer. It's switchable uh, if you're playing. Real in their back end. Real in their back end. No, but uh, the, the fact is, this team is Jerry's team, Jerry Reinsdorf, and you're seeing it on the hardwood, and you're seeing it mm-hmm. in, uh, you saw it in guaranteed rate this year. Uh, for the quick, quick, Comparison I'll make. Fact is, the Bulls had to sign Zach Levine. It's kind of all they did besides bringing in, what, DeAndre Jordan or whoever the hell. the, the Drummond. Team. Drummond, that's what it is. Uh, Andre Drummond. DeAndre Drummond? Yep. Andre Andre Drummond. Andre. So, um, and that was kind of their solution to their holes and their gross look against what they shaped up to versus Milwaukee <laughs> in the playoffs last year uh, or whoever the hell it was. Um, mm-hmm. And the fact is, the White Sox – who have only signed Mike Clevenger and uh, um, has kind of just replaced the Johnny Cueto of the rotation. Yeah. They haven't done diddly shit. And <laughs> that's because, uh, I, you know, I don't know, as, as winter weenings concluded uh, last week, uh, Jerry was, was uh, in his acceptance speech for, I guess they had, a, they have a great outreach program throughout some of the communities of Chicago. Yeah. Um, and they've, they've created some, some talented baseball players uh, for a city that is is cold, you know, six months out of the year, and and baseball isn't as easy to play here. It's it's talented and and exciting stuff um, for for the youth of of the city. But uh, the fact is, that's all the the Sox were uh, applauded for in the last like six months because <laughs> that's all they've they've really shown. And and Jerry's uh, proven he's not going to spend you know more than a uh, hundred million dollars on a, on a player right now and. Uh, as Carlos Rodon on the open market talks of going to the Yankees, mm-hmm. um, you know, talks of him kind of going all over the place. It, the Sox aren't invested in any of these talks. They were apparently rumored in the chats with uh, with the Athletics for Sean Murphy. He ended up going uh, in a three-team, three-team, nine-player trade, Jesus. Uh, sending him to the Braves, sending William. Contreras as uh, the quick yep. cup spot as I got to make before I head out to <laughs> the same division as his brother, Wilson, uh, both playing Brewers. in NL central now as he's playing on the Brewers. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that three team trade sent um, Murphy to the Braves, some uh, talented players going back. Well, not talented, red MLB ready players going back to ath- the athletics who will still win maybe 60 games. So irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the fact is that's really all the Sox have been talked about is Mike Clevenger, and they were apparently in the conversation with Sean Murphy. That's it. So, um, in in a in a season that you saw already, your captain, basically your captain, and in your heart and soul of this team, go mm-hmm. to Houston, sign with a bidding, winning team. This team hasn't done shit. That's yeah. Jerry's team. They're not going to do shit as long as Jerry owns this team. Fox fans, it's going to be dark times and really dark times. Eric, we're not getting into. Who uh, who might be more successful? I know we talked about what what and what. I do still think this is a playoff caliber roster, and don't get me wrong, but I just don't ever see this team getting over the hump, and that's what really frustrates me because the fact is they did have so much young talent coming up through the pipeline, they and did. they've blown it. And now the fact is they're uh, they're asking to trade Liam Hendricks. <laughs> that's been the big rumors of late. Eric, I want to tell you to put your hand down, but uh, speak. yes, what Eric in the front what row. What do you got? Go ahead. So how can you say the playoff ready made team if this team missed the playoffs by a lot last season? Because no one, in the squad. Divi- no one really in the division has gotten that much better. I think all you've seen today was uh, Christian Velasquez was signed by Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota is going to lose Carlos Correa. He's out of the division potentially. They're still in that 
conversation. Uh, but I just, I don't see him signing long-term in Minnesota. Um, but you know, I, Cleveland, Jose Ramirez, you got to always respect the talent. I think a healthy roster, a healthy Eloy, a healthy Lou Bob, um, hopefully a progression of, of talent from Andrew Vaughn and the hope, the prayers, <laughs> give me a second, Eric. And the fact that the White Sox are relying on a guy who's never touched an MLB, MLB diamond. He has touched a professional baseball field. But the fact is they are relying on Oscar Colas to be the outfield solution for this team. He can hit. Eric, I, I see it. You can put your hand down. We'll, we'll take questions in a second. Um, all right. Or you can keep it up there. I'll join you up there. Let me finish the damn point. The fact is they're relying on a guy who it looks looks like he has all the talent in the world. A guy that could have been a two play, two way player coming out of uh, um, Central. What was it? I think DR Cuba. I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, but a guy that was talked about potentially playing both uh, uh, both ways. He's ending out being an outfielder with a great bat, huge power. I think he jumped three divisions in Major League Baseball's minor leagues last year, um, and they're expecting him to be ready this year and take over one of those outfield positions that. Um, they've seemingly uh, needing to fill. And, and the fact is, you know, there are still some guys they could, they could target. Um, and, you know, like Bellinger, for example, like I would have said, if you brought in Bellinger yeah. for like a million and 12, great deal. But the fact is that you're paying him 18 million. And, you know, I, yeah. I so I don't know. I want to finish up on the White Sox because I, I have actually a few uh, quick thoughts about the Cubs and, and what is the scary shit show of, of what I think is happening in their free agency period right now. But mm -hmm. um, the fact is the White Sox are run by Jerry. It's a Jerry organization. It's Jerry uh, tank. He's lucky. He walked into a, a Michael Jordan. I'll say all the hot takes you want. The fact yeah. is if Jerry didn't have Michael Jordan, he'd be the worst owner in sports history, at least in American sports history. And that is a fact. He sucks. It's awful. We need the uh, protest. And, and uh, I don't know. It's something needs to change dramatic, dramatically because this team's making money uh, off the field. But the the fact is they're they're not investing into their ball club and there's no reason to support it. There's no reason to buy season tickets, buy your games one at a time. Prices are gonna go right back down like they were all the all those two dollar bleacher seats. Two dollar bleacher seats, baby. Two dollars, damn. And they yet they still can't sell out the stadium. Damn. That's crazy. <laughs> hey, still sounds louder than Wrigley Field, I guarantee you that. And nah. it's still more of a fun environment than Wrigley, I can tell you that much. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, but I mean, it's yes. the White Sox, whatever. Eric in the front. Yeah. Right, so your hand again, I, I mean, I, I get it. You're right. My, you're right about Reinsdorf. I agree with you on that part. Right. He he walked in on on Michael. He got lucky in in 2005 when the team won it all in 2005. Right. But since he's been the owner of of both teams, they've both been mediocre at best. I think we've seen with the the Chicago Bulls under Reinsdorf what it was after Michael Jordan, right? Yeah. And and again, they they got lucky with getting even Derrick Rose years back. Even mm -hmm. though I've mm -hmm. always said they wouldn't have been, they wouldn't have won a championship with Derrick Rose on this roster anyways if he was healthy. Agree. So, it, regardless, yes, the 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 Bulls and the White Sox. I've I've always said they they do everything well for the, for the city of Chicago with the Cubs Sox uh, camp that they have. Yeah. It's fine, yeah. Danny. That's great. All all in good noise. Product on both court and field, they they both suck. They both been mediocre yep. at best. Mm -hmm. Maybe even worse than mediocre. At least, at least for sure, the Chicago White Sox have been worse than mediocre. Whatever you want to call it, the Bulls, okay, but they're they're in the same boat too as well. So, 
I mean, there, there's a lot more problems. I think even last year they put their money on bullpen. Bullpen wasn't great last year. They struggle hitting, you know, they they struggle. They have no left-handed hitting power whatsoever or left-handed, you know, hitting period. There's, like, mm-hmm. legit no lefty hitter that, like, just only swings from the left side. Uh, you got a bunch of switch hitters. Uh, pitching is still kind of suspect at the best, at least definitely the back end. There's holes, man. There's yeah. holes at third. There's holes in second. There's now a big hole in first. There's a hole, I think, what is it, right field? Eloy, what you're going to do with him? You, you can say health all you want. You can scream health all you want. It's still the same problems as last year. So it's kind no, of like- I, I, have, I, I completely agree with you. I, I don't disagree with you at all. I think their strongest point. Um, the only thing I'll disagree with you on what you're saying there as I cut you off, so I'm sorry for that. That was rude. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, is I think their strongest point is pitching. And I think you're going to see a better year from Giolito. He's seeming to be uh, finding a, a little bit of a different release point, And he's also just kind of removing his head from baseball. Um, mm-hmm. I think Lance Lynn will be a little bit better. You know, he did come into the season hurt. Uh, he's coming in healthy. Michael Kopech, first real full season as a starter. Got to love it. Saw what you saw some promising stuff. Um, Clevenger will come in as that, you know, that fourth, fifth, and then, uh, uh, what cease will always be your your ace? Is that five? I think that's five. That was five. I think that's Avenger, five. Lynn, yeah. Kopech, Chilito. Yeah, yeah. I think that's five. and uh, regardless, and young candidate, young candidate, cease. Yeah, that's five. Regardless, you still have question marks more at the back end than anything. Thank you, Natalie. Natalia? Natalia. Natalia, Natalia, thank you, Natalia. Sorry, I gotta say, the Sox environment is You're better. Absolutely spot on. You're absolutely um, spot on. They I'm have way better food and drinks too. Food? I don't know. I, I, I'll, I'll tell you this. I, I'll take the food. I'll take the food. I, I, I'll say this. Food's way yeah. better. Yeah, way better. No, no yeah. question about it. Expensive. Call, call me. Though. Call me this guy. Call me this guy, and I could care less, right? You could call me You're this, this guy, guy for whatever. I only care. I'm calling you this. But guy. if my ticket was free to go see a Cubs Sox white a Cubs Sox game. At at Comiskey or U.S. Cellular or whatever you want to call it, guarantee no seats in the in the but stadium state, whatever you want to call it. If the ticket was free, I still wouldn't go to that stadium. Yeah, I'd I'd rather go to Wrigley. I'll be that. I'd rather go to Wrigley. That's fine. That's fine. I'd rather go to Wrigley. And then get drunk and then go to the bars right across the street, try to hit a home run at Sluggers and then fall down and bust my shit. I'd rather be that guy. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's why you're a Cubs fan and that's why I'm a Sox fan. I mean, you know. The only thing I will drive, though, if I do somehow, some way, miraculously go to the stadium is going going a little trip up north and go to Buffalo Wings and Rings and then I'll just call it a day. That's it. There you go. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) That's just me, though. That's just me, though. I mean, true. I I would prefer – I would 100% prefer Wrigley – but I will say, in the stadium, in the stadium, the food is better at oh, no, at uh, at the G spot, one hundred percent. I think it's way better. No the beer selection is probably better. I mean, I don't, I don't really care. Uh, I just the food to me is so much better at at uh, at uh, the G spot for me. But um, let's move on to the Cubs moves. The Cubs made a couple so, big moves. Go ahead, Jack. I was, yes, yeah, actually, sorry. Break down the moves, and then I'm going to throw you a question, and I got to run. Okay. Leave you two with a question. I want to tune in. I'll t- try and tune in on the comments to. Can you cool, cool. So, break down their moves? Sorry. So the Cubs made two big moves. The biggest one being Cody Bellinger, agreeing to a one-year, seventeen and a half million dollar deal. Former 2019 MVP, 
Uh, he had batted 305, 406, 629 with 47 homers, 115 RBIs, and 15 stolen bases that year. And then the Cubs added depth at pitching with Tylon, agreed to a four-year, $68 million deal. Uh, he's coming off one of his better seasons uh, in the league, 14-5 and five with a 391 ERA, 151 uh, strikeouts in 171 and one-third innings. So, Jack, what were you gonna what, what were you gonna throw at me with these guys? So there's your signings. The two things, mm-hmm. that, two points I'm gonna make here. A, and as I think Eric and I have debated, or one of the, one of the guys from the, from the group mm-hmm. and I have debated, was A, you could have spent the same money you did spend on Bellinger and Talion to keep Contreras and Rizzo as a Cub. I still think mm-hmm. those would have put you in better positions than what Bellinger and Talion will offer to you guys. Um, Talion is a great number three, but that's it. And I don't think you can expect him to be a number two. I don't think you can expect him to be a number one. Obviously, yeah. I don't think they expect him to be his number one. They tossed him a lot of money for a few years. Uh, Bellinger, mm-hmm. you know, you're taking a risk. As I said mm-hmm. before we hopped on the show, you give him $12 million for for one year. I like that deal. It's a prove-it deal. And that's kind of what his case is right now. Because the fact that's is what he, wanted. Uh, he didn't want to sign a multi-year deal. That is what's been known out there. Uh, so my only point on that is you could have kept Rizzo. You could have kept Contreras to do what they have done now. Mm-hmm. All right. So what, that, that's a, what if that doesn't matter. Next question I'll ask you is, and what I've been reading is Jed Hoyer terrified of what the position the Cubs found themselves in after 2016, mm-hmm. 17 and the fact that they didn't have the money to keep the three of them, or they didn't think they had the money to keep the three of them. They just don't mm-hmm. operate the way. Like they think they have the money to, uh, to keep yeah, the three of them. Yeah. Uh, but the fact is, I think it sounds like he is pretty terrified that that same similar situation will happen again, and he doesn't want to handicap himself for the future. So it sounds like uh, things are stalling on the on the Danzy Swansea front. And yes, the guy just got married to uh, Chicago Red Stars um, forward. Uh, nice. I can't remember her name, uh, but she plays for the Red Stars. Great player, great player on the national team, I think, as well. Um, so that helps for your Cubs fans. You know, you want to throw those rumors out there. Oh, he's married to, blah, blah, blah. It does. you know, it does. I, I, it's still when the Dodgers are doing the talking versus the Cubs, I, I like the Dodgers and that's kind of the, the sweeps yeah. right now are Cubs Dodgers and potentially one other suitor. Um, but you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen on, on the Dansby Swanson's front. And then you talk about Correa that has kind of quieted. You thought they were going to be big players on Correa. Um, we'll see, you know, he hasn't signed yet, but the fact is, uh, it doesn't look. It's looking as the days are going by, and the free agent big names are kind of coming off the market. It looks more and more like this Cubs team isn't going to make more moves, and that's because they look like they're scared of putting themselves in that environment of financial misery, which the Sox just won't do. So, yeah, uh, I, I, I love it. I'm, I'm glad you have a, com- a question. I'll try <laughs> and catch it on my phone on YouTube. <laughs> uh, I got it personally. I got to run, Eric. All but right. uh, both of you guys have a great rest of your episode. Appreciated only football during Monday night or Sunday night football as I sweated a, a playoff berth uh, for fantasy football. <laughs> uh, Bears got who this week? Bears got Eagles. Oh, I uh, don't even need to fucking put a projection in. Uh, <laughs> we'll just save our time on that one. Make uh, sure you send me uh, one of your one of the four stars of the week, though. Make sure you text uh, me we'll that for the uh, show. Put a, put a show. I'll put that in there. Big him shirt right, nice. to add to the collection. Him, Boys, him, him. have a good one. I will talk to you later. See you, dude. All right, Jack. Take it easy. All right, Eric. What were you going to say on that front? All right. So for on that front. All right. So the difference between then in 2016, 2017, 2015, 
and the difference between now. Um, I not only if it's not only it's just a different GM doing the moves, right? But he's right. Mm-hmm. I think the Cubs were afraid to throw in to splash in the money because of maybe of the prove it. Yeah, they won the World Series, they did all that. But remember, they were still renovating Wrigley mm-hmm. Field. And I know you're in mm-hmm. I know you're in, in out there in Washington, right? And I mm-hmm. normally go to like two to three Cubs games, you know, a year, sometimes four, but last yeah. year. I only went to home opener. That's the only game I went. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to. I knew this team was going to suck. I didn't want to spend <laughs> my money on them because they didn't do anything about it. And yeah. Wrigley Field is not Wrigley Field. It looks more like Wrigley Corporation. Yeah. So all the money that they have gotten, even from Marquee before Marquee, everything that they received from winning, you know, the World Series in 2016, and even the income even after that, they use that money to renovate the stadium. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the only reason why most of that money, if not all of that man- money, didn't go to Chris Bryant, didn't go to Anthony Rizzo, didn't go to Javi Baez, Kyle Schorber, now Wilson Contreras, per se, mm-hmm. right now at the moment, right? Mm-hmm. But also, you got to remember this. And I think one of my buddies, he he shared this post um, a while back. Those same players, Javi Baez, is, the Anthony Rizzo's, the Chris Bryant's, yeah, they took less money to play for the teams that they're currently in right now. Mm-hmm. The difference is the difference is I think the the one that was a bigger gap was Anthony Rizzo, and I think his was like seven million dollars more with the Cubs than what the uh, Yankees first Yankees. Yeah, Chris Bryant was like four to five million, and I think Javi Baez. I may be wrong. The math may mm-hmm. be wrong, but it's it, it was a, the Cubs were more. Mm-hmm. The years were less, but the money mm-hmm. was more. Yeah. So I'll say that. I'll say that in that part, as you guys hear my baby screaming in the background right now, yelling and crying <laughs> at the moment. Um, but I do agree. The the Wilson Contreras, Anthony Rizzo, with the money that they got, um, uh, Bellinger and Tyon. Um, sure. Mm-hmm. But even with that being said, I think I think this time around it just feels different, simply because Jed wants to put his own wrinkle to it. Yep. And I think he, I think he still has Wilson Contreras in the background as his own kind of still a, 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 a still a, a, a Theo Epstein stench kind of vibe. Yeah. It's, it's his piece. Yeah. 100%. Right. So <clears throat> that's the only difference that I get from back then to now, right? Mm-hmm. Now that Wrigley corporation is built now that they have the bars literally in the restaurants, literally right outside the stadium. Mm-hmm. As the when I went then my only time this year going to Wrigley, like it just looks completely different. And now they have that that little lot that they have right there where you can sit and watch the games from the outside. Yeah. You can do this and you can do that where you can have fun. Hell, even right now at Wrigley Field, I might go sometime in the next couple of days or a couple of week or something or a week or right before Christmas. But they have like a winter like a winter like a winter fest going inside yeah, Wrigley I heard. Field. I heard. So it's kind of like. The money is there. You can't mm-hmm. say that it's not. Yep. yep. The fact of the but I do agree with Jack that they are terrified to spend that money, and it's not because it's a, a, a substantial amount of money. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that you are stuck with this player for this period amount of time. Now you could do a lot less for 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 Swansea for Swanson whatever you want it, but we all know it's Carlos Correa. He's only twenty seven, but we have seen these contracts kind of not work out. And it's not like Carlos Correa is 25, yep. 24, 25. He's 27. So it's kind of like you get out of those 11 years, you get what? 
five, five, maybe six, maybe, maybe six, six years, years maybe? of pro- production. Yeah. yeah, depending on catastrophic injury, like if he has one or not, you it, mm-hmm. it just depends. But it's it's frustrating. It, it's mm-hmm. it's very very frustrating that the that the Cubs haven't made that move. I rather done the two for one, the Bogarts and Swansea instead of the Carlos Correa. I think for for the price of one. I think yeah. that would probably have been the smartest route to go. I think that mm-hmm. would have probably been a lot more helpful for your team to 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 take the next step. But at the same time, the talent level between the two and the one is 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 substantial amount depending if Carlos Correa stays healthy. Yeah, I I I would love Correa. I wouldn't mind Swanson. Obviously, Xander Bogarts too, and 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 uh, who was a Trey Turner too, right? Like those were the guys really that they're going after. Um, yeah. I, I'll kind of talk about the whole like six years of production out of 11 year contract, which is what the market is now, apparently for shortstop, second baseman, whatever it is. I, what, what I, what I don't, so out of the six years, let's say out of the six years of production out of that 11 year contract, right? The last four or five years, it's more like a, Hey, you've been a part of the organization for so long. We're kind of giving, going to give you your right off into the sunset type of deal. If in those six years, you can't put pieces around Correa that during his productive years, you're going to go into the playoffs, make a deep run, possibly another World Series. I feel like this is what a lot of lot of, lot of of fans don't understand. You get a guy like Correa, yeah, sure, he's going to make a, a, a splash in the offseason and it makes a difference. But what happened with the Twins last year? They didn't do anything. They just signed Correa, right? Like they just signed them. They're like, oh, watch out for the Twins. The Sox are good, but watch out for the Twins. Neither of them ended up making the world, the, the, the playoffs because exactly. – that 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 division was so bad. Now the 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 pieces around the Cubs, and I mean, you got Marcus Stroman. They just signed Talon. Uh, they've got um, uh, what's his name, Kyle Hendricks. There still right, and they've got some young up and comers in, in in the pitching department. They've got a good outfield with you know with Suzuki and Bellinger and and Hap. If he if he replicates the season he had last year, right, you've got some some pieces there, and you've got a chance. But if we're just going to kind of go into in the same circle almost with like, maybe we don't want to pay this guy. And like Jack said, these, you know, Hoyer's operating, like they don't have the money, like they're fucking broke or something, you know, something like that. Biblical losses. Remember that term. Always remember. Don't forget that. Biblical losses. Biblical Like it's, it's insane what happened. Right. Um, But if it's just going to be the same operation like that, then what, what's the point of signing a big name? Um, I would want a big name. Because I feel like with the young talent that we saw last year with the Cubs come up and make noise and like, you know, just make their mark on the team, you know, Morel, for instance, and Suzuki, even before he got hurt, right? He was, he was hitting really well. These guys were hitting really well as rookies. Right. And so you can, you can kind of bring those guys up, have a Correa, you know, mentor them, have a Hap, have a uh, Bellinger, former MVP, right? Play for his contract. You guys, you, the, the Cubs play really well. You never know, right? Bellinger now might want to play with a uh, superstar in Correa. And then he, he re-signs with the Cubs. It's going to be for a large contract and probably for like a 10-year type of deal or something like that that he wants, maybe a little less because he is an outfielder. Less with the years but he, and money. But he is also 27 too. This is true. This is yeah, true. So it might be sim- similar, um, if not maybe a few less years like you said. I... I I think like you like you were saying earlier about Jed Hoyer wanting to make his own mark on this team. That's 100% correct. 
he what Theo Epstein did from 2000 what 9 2010 right right around that that year when he came in with the Cubs. Yep. It was remarkable what he did. He brought in players that nobody knew, a, a Jake Arrieta for example, a player yeah. that yeah, a player that people like had given up on. Made him uh, a Cy Young winner, uh, uh, a World Series winner, brought in John Lester, brought in brought in uh, John uh Lackey. Lackey, right? For that no. World Series one. That David was insane. Ross. David Ross brings in so many of these guys. And not only that, he brings in those veterans for pitching because they can't develop pitching to save their lives, but brings up all these guys in the infield, the Chris Bryan and a Rizzo that he got in a trade from, from the Padres uh, from Hoyer, by the way. <laughs> so they were boys. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, brings up Baez. Um, uh, even, even when he made the trade with the athletics for uh, Addison Russell, Addison Russell, right? Like the, mm-hmm. these are things that he saw. And it created a great the, the the weapons that you could bring into this team to make a superstar like a John Lester or John Lackey be like, yeah, I actually believe in this team. Let let me join it and let's let's create something, right? Even a Dexter Fowler, the year after 2015 when he came back, he saw that he's like, yeah, I see the young stars. This team has a really good chance. Yeah. I can see that this year, but I don't think it's like it's it's the the guys that we have now are superstars by any means in this coming year, 2023. No, I think I think that only happens if they do sign Korea. I, 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 and even then, so that's still a stretch. Bringing in bringing in Korea may may not help you win now per se, mm-hmm. like win whatever, maybe contend wild card. But that's a, that's still a big stretch because I still feel like I, I mean they still need a first baseman. For, yeah, you know. yeah. You know, um, third oh, yeah. baseman. I mean, yeah, we have David Bodie, but can he stay? Can is it still the same David Bodie that we first saw when he first came up? And can mm-hmm. he stay healthy? I mean, catcher. Mm-hmm. I know they they had talks with. Um, was who was the Higgins catcher that or... they were affiliated with? Um, uh, was it Vasquez, the guy who just signed? Was it Vasquez? Yes, I think so. And then I think Mancini at first, and I think those were oh, like yeah. the recent rumors that were there from the Cubs. But it's kind of like, okay. So I mean, Nico performed well last year to 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 at least guarantee a spot in the starting lineup, right? Whether yeah. if it's at yep. short, whether if it's at second, wherever the case may be, right? But Nico deserves that shot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know John last year he was upset at the trade that the that the White Sox did for or last year two years ago for Craig Kimbrell, simply because mm-hmm. we we got um uh, what's his name uh, Madrigal Nick Madrigal right Nicky oh, two yeah, strikes yeah. I guess that's Nicky two strikes call it. and John fell in love with him. But again, he he can't stay healthy. He can't. He cannot. Um, so he's I mean, trash, it, man. He's trash. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's 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 that it's that where he's like, if it's not if it's not if it's not Korea, I think the years the the tires go a lot more quicker if mm-hmm. it's Korea than if it is Swanson. If it's Swanson, I think you're on cruise control, where you mm-hmm. still kind of have time to put in these places. And if this team put together with they, with with Swanson and everybody else around, and if it's a, a wild card contending team, you can see the Cubs being buyers, you know, at the market, whether if they need that yeah. pitching, but they still have holes in this team. But it's just like it's we're we're gonna go from a nice casual cruise doing on cruise control on Lakeshore Drive with with Swansea instead of let's go in a race and and a and a Daytona five hundred with Correa. Like that's two different signings. Even though they're going to be sort of similar, not sort of not sort of similar in money amount and mm-hmm. or, and or years, 
but it's like a different level of talent and skills. I mean, if somehow someone you could still pull off Swanson and Correa, like how they thought mm-hmm. it was gonna be Bogarts and and Swanson, then okay, cool. Yeah. But it's like if it's if if you get Correa, you have at least at the minimum two years to build a World Series team. Yeah. Cause he'll and and like you're saying, Correa is a much bigger name than a Swanson, and he's going to attract a lot more players. Younger, um, yeah, and, and 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 even like, like you said, you have two years to build a roster. You have two years to see if uh, Christopher Morel and a Suzuki play out. If not, all right, let's dip in a free agency. Let's try to bring somebody else up. Pico Armstrong looks good um, as as a prospect that might come up and 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 try to take uh, over an outfield spot. Maybe if Ian Happ, you know, gets traded at the deadline this time or doesn't and gets you know released or whatever, just goes into free agency. Korea does does attract the bigger name, and it, and it's almost like how we were talking about the Bulls when they signed Zach. It's like, oh, let's show players that we can that we're going to pay players so they come to our team. This works a little bit differently, obviously, because. Correa is just the bigger name and, and it's just like, he's going to sign for a lot more years and be consistent in that team. Um, but I agree, you know, I, I would rather sign Correa than Swanson and these moves that they made, you know, uh, uh Tylon or however you sp- uh, pronounce it, Tylon. Yeah. Um, he's, you know, just kind of getting back to this. He's, he's a middle, a rotation guy, a three or four, you know, a three at his best, a four at his worst, I think maybe, maybe a five if he's really having an off year um 68 million for four years though i don't know i feel like i don't know what the market is for pitchers but for a, a third you know starting pitcher I, I know i don't know that seems like a lot for four years let me <clears throat> excuse me yeah i would i'm te- i texted my brother the day that they mm. they signed him right my brother's a yankees fan so if there was anybody that i would trust it i would you know whoever would have said anything it was probably my brother. Yeah. And just there you go. Yeah, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? It's right here. Mm-hmm. So uh, so I texted him literally on Wednesday. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, man, give me the scoop on Tyon. What what did we just get? Obviously, he told me he started with the Pirates. He had his best year last year yep. um with the Yankees going 14 and 5. Mm-hmm. Um and and you know, he told me his ERA was a little flirting with four. Uh, mm-hmm. He started off slow, but he's 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 good. He's like it, it, he figured that they were going to resign him to anchor the rotation. So in mm-hmm. other words, I think the same thing: be the second, third best, you know, starter on that squad, right? So I was like, I was like, okay, cool. I mean, I, I was like, all right, I, as long as he can provide. Obviously, Hendrick is going to be your ace, even though he doesn't have yeah. ace slice stuff. Uh, you still have Stroman on your on your on your roster. And you bring Tyon as your third starter. I mean, it's it's a decent it's a decent team or a decent rotation enough to to see and to prove on what do you have and what you need if and when you make these signings if these come true what mm-hmm. are you going to be at by the trade deadline are you mm-hmm. going to trade Bellinger are you going to keep him are you going to mm-hmm. add to the squad yeah. what are you going to do and I think that's the reason why like I feel. Like the, what terrifies me a little bit is the fact that we this is how we're gonna stay and start for the year, and yeah. not get anything else. <laughs> that that would that if no other moves are made, big name type of moves, then then because all I've been hearing is, oh yeah, the Ricketts said, oh yeah, open the checkbook, open the checkbook for this offseason. do it one hundred percent. Jed Hoyer's got a blank check for whoever he wants to sign, mm-hmm. like. And, and and don't get me wrong, Bellinger, former MVP, um, 
Tyon, okay, like a three starter to solidify the rotation because a lot of guys were hurt last year on the rotation and we were bringing in like an Adrian Sampson. We we had a uh, uh, Adbert Alzale come in. At we the, had Keegan Keegan um, Keegan, Keegan Thompson, Thompson uh, Mills um, Alec Mills, Mills Steele. Um, like we had just a ton of guys, and that's kind of what the pros are with adding a Tyon, right? Like adds depth. He mm-hmm. eats a lot of innings as a pitcher. You know, he had his best. He just, he's coming off his best year, and his, and especially in, an, in a really tough AL East and a tough AL really just in general. You know, pitching against teams like that, yeah. those are pros. But I mean, the cons are thirty-one years old, sixty-eight mil. What is he taking a spot from? Like an Alzale? Is he taking a spot from a Keegan Thompson? From someone who who can maybe like not only is on the youth side, but can also try to prove themselves this year. I, I honestly think like that signing actually helps them a little bit more than anything because mm-hmm. it, it it relieves the stress of them trying to be, you know, the number two, number three starter, right? I think you mm-hmm. you you make them fight for the roster spot of being at the number three just in case if Tyone let's say Tyone pitches pitches well, but Keegan Thompson is better. Mm-hmm. Then you put, you know, then it, and because Thompson is your guy from your organization, you yep bump them up, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and depend on what you do with Stroman. What if Stroman struggles? Then you mm-hmm. move up to people who are having the good year, right? It, yep. It's it's stuff like that where you're right. Depth happens, and, and it's good to have pitching depth. And and obviously last year they proved themselves. Hell, they were like the third or the fourth or fifth best team after the All-Star break last year, the Chicago Cubs. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like it's, it's kind of like you're just adding to the team that was one of the best teams in the second half, even though their record didn't show because they had a horrible first half of the season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's the promising part too, right? Like right. how, how well their second half was. Um, and, and a lot of guys did kind of return too. So that did help. Um, so yeah, I mean, those are kind of the pros and cons that I saw the tie on with Bellinger, right? Right. Cubs need left-handed hitting Bellinger. Again, the pros 27 years old, left-handed hitting a one-year deal can be flipped at the deadline, or you can just go into free agency the following year. And again, former MVP, those are the pros, cons. I mean, a seventeen and a half million dollar deal, and his struggle, his struggles at the plate over the last two years, almost three years, really. It's it's kind of just worrying, right? Like right. It's, it's, it, it's a prove it year for him. Yeah, and that's exactly what he was searching for. So, again, like what what that's going to probably be one of the more interesting things that happens uh, this next season with the Cubs with Bellinger, former MVP. Do we? If he's if he is producing at the plate, if he is if he's continue continuously playing at a Gold Glove level like he has been his entire career, will they re-sign him? Will they let him play out the entire year? And I guess it all depends on where they're at, right, in the standings and how well they're playing. Can they make a wild card? Can they win the division? Um, do they trade him or not? And then if, who else do we have on the team? Do we have a Correa? Do we have a Swanson? Like, are we going to get right. somebody else? Should we actually resign Bellinger? Like, there's a lot of things that come go into this. But again, a one-year deal makes it a little bit better. It 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 seems to me like it's somewhat of a win-win because you can flip him at the trade deadline for, you know, someone who needs outfield depth. And, and, and if Bellinger is producing, like I said, why not? Get a couple more guys. Maybe get some MLB-ready guys, you know, for, for Bellinger. Yeah, at least at least ready made. I mean, you could at least get some type of you know young mm-hmm. pitching, you know, in the back end, maybe a you know first baseman, depending on what you do. Because the Cubs still need to make moves, man. And and although Korea is the biggest fish, you know, it you still need a first baseman. You still need a catcher. You lost Wilson. I mean, I know they had uh, what's his name from last year that they signed. Um, 
Damn it. Who was it they sang last year? Oh, um, the wait during the during during the trade deadline or before the off season. season. Uh, I'm not sure. Jan Gomes wasn't it? Jan Gomes. Jan Gomes. Jan Gomes. Yeah, yeah. Jan Gomes. Yeah. So like, I know that they they had him thinking that they were going to trade Wilson at the trade deadline. They didn't. I mean, they still have a catcher, and he signed a two year deal. But yeah, again, it's like you still need. You can do better than a Jan Gomes, right? You, <laughs> yeah. It's just one hundred percent. It's just manly. At, at first, like you, you. Th- like you thought the way how the Cubs started, you thought that there were the bigger, bigger fishes were going to fry and a lot of bigger yeah. fishes were going to come through. And especially getting Cody Bellinger, it was mm-hmm. a sign to come that the, that the Cubs were going to, um, going to make big moves this off season. And after that, it was kind of like, it's kind of like Mexico in the world cup, very deflating. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. I mean, and and it's it's just it's nice to see how they finished the year last year and under uh uh, uh Grandpa Rossi too right like I mm-hmm. like seeing him as manager I don't know if he makes the I don't know if he like really moves moves like like needles or anything like people want to come play for 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 David Ross or anything but he's had success in his in his couple of years so far as as a manager I mean. He's gone to the playoffs with them. You know, it was that terrible COVID year when they lost against the Marlins and they couldn't score a run. Right. Um, but he's had some successful seasons. And, and you know, he had the season where they were winning. They looked like they were on the path to the playoffs. And then Jed Hoyer was like, yeah, get rid of Brian, get rid of, get rid of Rizzo, get rid of Baez. So what do you leave Ross with? A, a depleted team. Yeah, a bunch of a bunch of backups. And the only guys left from a World Series championship were Hendricks and, and Wilson, right? And then you go into last year. It's it it's just nobody, right? No, so. you're absolutely right. But the but the one thing you would say about David Ross is that these players, the players that they got, even the young, from the veterans to the young cats, they listen, they 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 look, and it looks like he has a grip of the players that he has right now. So if there's anything that about David Ross, and there's a reason why they were the fourth or fifth best team in the major leagues after the All Star break last year, is because Grandpa Ross he put them to play in a no nonsense type of type of nature. And yep. it worked. They prevailed. They were the better. They were one of the better teams in the second half. Like I said, it was just the very slow start in the first that that just put them in the situation where they weren't even competing anymore. Just imagine mm-hmm. if they had a little better record in the second half, how things would have been different. But with exactly with, with no talent, with no pitching, with nothing like that, to have that record in the second half of the of after the All Star break, that get, that's a lot of credit. Give a lot of credit to David Ross on that part. Yeah, that's true. I mean, bringing the guys up, kind of coaching them up, like you said, they they play for them, and um, it's ex- it's just exciting to see the young guys come up too. That's what I'm excited most to Same. see, and that's kind of what really just like made me tune into Cubs games last year. Was like, hey, well, not only is Wilson still on the team, but we got you know Marcus Stroman is actually pitching well. Who's this guy, Keegan Thompson? Uh, yeah. Who's this guy? Uh, uh, what's his Justin name? Justin um, Steele. I think that was his name. Steele. Um, the, the other guy that came in, he was a rookie. I forget like other than Morel and let's not forget Suzuki, right? Like our big Japanese signing. So mm-hmm. we, you, we can't remember, we can't forget those guys, but it's going to be, I don't know for me, it'll be a little more disappointing if they don't make another signing, another not big name signing. It, I, you would say the same thing then? No, yeah, hell yeah. hundred percent, a hundred and ten percent, especially how you started. Just imagine how you started. It's like how you started. It's it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And mm-hmm. the way that you started, you started off with your right foot went a fast pace, like you had a quick step on the mm-hmm. lead in the race for anything, and then you just kind of towards 
towards the end of the finish line, you it, it, you you lost your lead and you fell way back behind than how you started. So it's kind of it's it's that's the that's the way how I look at it. Like they they need the signing. They yeah. do. They yeah. No. Same. Signing. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, hopefully they get another one. One more thing on the Cubs front, per, kind of the Cubs front. Wilson Contreras signs with the Cardinals. Uh, so weird. It is, yeah. And that just kind of like broke my heart. I was a little mad, not going to lie. Like any other team, you could have signed with literally any. I would have preferred him to go to the to the south side. I couldn't Hell care no. less. <laughs> I, I honestly would have preferred for him to go to the south side than the Cardinals. Because no. then we have to see him in that Cardinals uniform 15 I know. times a year. No, I know. I know. I know. But to, to be honest, like, it's weird, but mm. I'd rather have him in any other uniform except for the White Sox, to be honest with you. No way. You're insane. Because no, then they got to meet him me. in London. They got to meet him in London, too. They have a that, London I mean, that's series. fine. It's London. To me, again, i I rather have him – there's 29 other teams, 28 other teams that he could sign, you know, with. And yeah. as long as it's not, well, technically 29. Um, but as mm-hmm. long as it's not on the south side, I, I can care less. Like, I I, 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 I don't, I really don't care. Wilson deserved, I, he, he deserved better. He didn't. Rizzo deserved mm-hmm. better. He didn't. Baez deserved yeah. better. He didn't. Bryant deserved better. He deserved way more better than anybody else put together. It's like, yeah. it, it, in the list, it goes Bryant, Rizzo, Baez, and, or, and everybody else. Mm-hmm. But but Wilson is up there. He deserved better the way that he got treated. It's just it, I, I, again, maybe maybe just maybe the way that they treated, maybe the way that they treated the players that won them the World Series is the reason why Correa yeah. and or Swansea still hasn't been on this team yet. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. Even though the money may be there, you know, players see a lot of things mm-hmm. too as well on how the organization talk. is ran. So it's it's it's. It's it's telling on why, mm-hmm. you know, they're still not here on this team, but it's it's not that hard to see why, simply because how they treated their the stars, the the team, the players that we as Cubs fans will never forget in the biases, the Rizzo's, the Brian, the Bryans, the the Contreras, Contreras. and all that stuff. There's a reason why, and yeah. I, I believe that's that's one of them too. Because imagine, like, what if you know? That's another story for another podcast. If everything happens, what I was about to say. <laughs> and and that's that's kind of what I'm like afraid of, right? Because you have your Dodgers, you got your your uh, you know your your Giants and your um, your Padres now, right? Like those really the big teams in the NL, even the Cardinals, right? Like they got some big names there, um, and your Mets, of course. But I don't want uh, it's like I don't want the Cubs to be one of those. Hey, let's let me sign a quick contract here, show them that I could play in a big market, and then go sign for LA, go sign for New York. You know, maybe go for a for a big winner like 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 Houston, for example, right? That's what I don't want for the Cubs. I don't want it to be a pit stop for like, hey, showing the league that you're good again and getting a long term contract because then it's just like, all right, well, what are the Cubs doing? And we have money, like you said, it's Wrigley Corporation there now. They have the money. They know they do. The Ricketts have the money. Jed Hoyer just spend the money. Like like just spend the money now. That's all you got to do. Maybe, maybe, just maybe. It, I mean, anything that the Ricketts say, I take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. It's mainly more like prove it to me that you really mean that, you know, you mm-hmm. really want to spend the money, right? Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, after I heard biblical losses, it's just after that, like, I don't trust the Ricketts any damn bit, you know. It's yeah. like if you tell me to trust the the the, the corruption of the, 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 the 
the Mexica, the Mexicana Federation, you know, the and and the Chicago Cubs and the Rickets, I'll have more faith in the Federación Mexicana to turn around <laughs> the Selección Mexicana than I do Tom Ricketts of the that's, Cubs, and that is saying a lot because that is of saying a lot. that's going on with the with football Mexico, man. <laughs> hey, Jed Hoyer, if you're listening, that is saying a lot. Uh, no, 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 not Jed, not Jed. Ricketts, Ricketts, Tom Ricketts. Yeah. Yeah, Tom Riggins especially. Yeah, that is definitely saying a lot. So, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of it. You know, the Cubs make a couple moves. The Sox make one move. Uh, Jack did not like it, but we already know what's kind of going on the going on on the south side. But let's move on to another uh, team that uh, is owned by the guy who owns the guys on the south side, uh, the Bulls, the C-Red segment. Um, they've gone two and one. Since we last uh, had Big League Chicago on, they went on to beat the Wizards 115 to 111. They destroyed the Mavericks 144 to 115. Now that was without Luka. Uh, so we, we we do have to put that out there uh, <laughs> just for everyone to know. And But yeah. they did lose to the Hawks just recently 123 to 122 in overtime. Yeah. You know, starting with the Wizards game 115 to 111, the, the Wizards lost four in a row after that loss to uh, the Bulls. DeMar put in 27 points, 15 of them coming in the fourth quarter. Vooch had 25 and 11, and Zach added 25 points. Now, of course, this is another game that they were without their star player, Bradley Bradley Beal. Um, so, I mean, take it what you want, but, I mean, you play the you play the teams on the schedule that you got to play, right? So if they win, it's a win. Um, and then P. Will, of course, added 11 points as a starter, um, then they go on to beat the Mavs again without Luca, one forty-four to one fifteen. And th- this was a game that the ball movement, like everyone touched the ball, everyone was like in double figures. Um, Demar scored twenty-eight, Vooch had twenty, even Io had had a good game, seventeen. Zach and like a bunch of other guys had sixteen points. They get their second win in a row. They shot a season high sixty-two percent from the field. Um, but yeah, everyone was scoring in this, and I feel like that's kind of what we were talking about last episode, where it was like. They need to do more of this. And you see what happens when they do that, right? Like uh, I, the, the Mavs without, were without their one-star player, but I mean, it's also it's a team game, right? So, I mean, you you, you kind of got to take that into account. Um, but the, the, but then they they, they go uh, lose at home or I think at Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken. It was, it was at Atlanta. At Atlanta uh, against the Hawks. This was kind of a crushing defeat in OT um, by AJ Griffin, scored a buzzer beater in like the last you just threw it up five. there and it just went yeah. in. It was just <laughs> isn't that insane? Like the last point five seconds. It's crazy. Um and this was after DeMar had a had a really good game, 34 points, 13 rebounds. Zach had 21, Vooch 13 and 8. Uh Io was hurt in this game, did not return. But yeah, that was definitely a, a heartbreaker. What do you make of like the Bulls though? Be you know taking a win against the Wizards and the Mavs losing to the Hawks, but I mean that that was just kind of on some dumb luck. So I I I I, I rather talk about the last two games than the first one, right? Obviously they mm-hmm. they beat the Wizards, but I think the the Wizards game was just an ugly game to watch from back and forth because they they both couldn't find off the, their offensive struggles up until the very end, right? Um, yeah. But the last one, like you said, the ball movement against the Mavericks was was what we wanted to see, and they also did the same thing a little bit. Or they showed more of it too as well in the Hawks game, um, and and that's what like you said that's what we kind of mm-hmm. needed to see and wanted to see too as well. Um, the fact that we needed the Bulls to be more of a team oriented game because there is no lockdown superstar in this team whatsoever. 
and yes, you're right. It feels like a crushing. It feels like it's almost the same old Bulls that we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. Then yeah. after losing to the Hawks, like they did, what was it yesterday? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it just feels like it's it's the it's the same old Bulls, but. This time, this time it had a little bit of a wrinkle. It just a little bit more team game, team aggressive. Mm-hmm. Everybody's putting their hands on the ball, scoring a little bit more. Even though the the score discrepancies in the uh, Atlanta game was a little bit different than the ones in the Mavs, but yeah, the Mavs don't play defense. And anything that's the only reason why. And the Bulls had their game on 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 what was it Saturday, scoring mm-hmm. what one forty four. Yep. Um. Same thing with Atlanta. I think Atlanta just just doesn't look like that team that was that darling Cinderella, beautiful team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals a couple of years back. Yeah. You can tell it's a different Atlanta team, and just it, they just didn't look right. And it had to take mm-hmm. like a fluke, uh, last minute um, buzzer beater for the, in order for the Bulls to win after Demar Derozan gets fouled shooting the three and making all three mm-hmm. free throws. So i'm still at how i am at a couple of times mm-hmm. but i am a little bit more intrigued and excited if the bulls keep playing like the way that they have been with the team ball offensively they just defensively it's just the same old problems man they can't stop a feather coming into yeah. the lane at all bro <laughs> and and you see that right like giving up giving up uh, uh points like 111 115 and 123 right and you take away that that really lucky that really lucky shot there in OT and the bulls are in a three game win streak, right? And they're going against the Knicks. And yeah. then I believe uh, it's the Knicks and then at, at Minnesota. So they, they've got the Knicks twice at home and then they go into Minnesota to take on the Timberwolves. This, this could be a three game win streak. Like I said, <clears throat> going against the Knicks who I don't think have been very good this year. Uh, I think they're kind of like, they've also kind of lost a little bit of their juice from uh, last year when like the bulls and them were actually like, Oh man, watch out for them. Right. Um, so what, what, what is interesting though? And it's not only the fact that the bulls are playing in a way a lot and you know, the defense is still not there. Like you said, how well Vooch is playing early. Vooch has been playing very, very well. There are times there have been games where he has taken over where he has been like, I just, you know, throw me the ball. I'm going to shoot a few threes. We're going to get back in this. Let me, let me get my 15, 16 rebounds and my, you know, 17, 18 points. And we can actually make this a game, right? Given that information, we know we're not going to give up tomorrow. We know we're probably on the side of keeping Zach is Vooch. Someone who at the trade deadline, someone you kind of put on the table as, as, as AK. I I love where you're going with this. I mm-hmm. really, really do. And not only just Vooch, right? I think everybody's up for grabs into some consideration. Let's just say if they're all playing uh, basketball at that time, right? You yeah. do really have to make that business decision on whether who you're going to give up for for talent and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like I said last week, what was the, the trades that I said last week? Like, you know, Vooch and Demar <laughs> yeah. going to LA, and we get Russell and all this. The yeah, Zach yeah. going to New York for Obi Toppin and RJ Barrett, and I forgot all who these else. trades. Yeah, like all those, all those trades and all those draft picks, and they they look nice. I'm not gonna lie, they mm-hmm. really, really do. But it, at the same time, it's kind of like, what do you do? Like, let's just say the Bulls somehow, some way, from now until Christmas, they are, you know, how many games do they play? Uh, what eight games? Nine games or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Let's just say the Bulls go seven and two. 
mm-hmm. right? And it it it, it changes, you know, it it, it changes their right. And and mm-hmm. it's like okay, now you're 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 approaching Christmas, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're approaching the new year. You're, you're about to go. You go seven and two. You be, you're eighteen and seventeen, and depending on everything else, eighteen and seventeen so far makes you go up to like the fourth, fifth, sixth seed, depending on how the other teams, you know play at that time end up yeah and it's just it, it it's it's a very tough decision because they got i mean obviously in january zach can be offered up to trade if mm-hmm. they want to mm-hmm. right as much as i want to and as much crap as i talk <laughs> about them with this contract and stuff like that right mm-hmm. just being in that position it, it kind of sucks i'm not gonna lie yeah it, it sucks because it's like either Either you look at it, you build this team from what you have from 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 the previous regime, and you kind of put your own little tweak to it, and it looked good up until one injury, and then mm-hmm. it, you just can't find a way. And let's just say Lonzo comes back and changes up everything. It may work. I think that's what they're all waiting on because I think if Lonzo doesn't come back, doesn't come back at all, you lose Vooch for the free. You you you're one year older than with Demar and Zach. Mm-hmm. It's 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 one of those situations to where it's just like if there's no good news from Lonzo Ball within the next two months before the NBA tread deadline, I think they blow mm-hmm. this up. You think so? I I believe so because Lonzo Lonzo, believe it or not, Lonzo was everything on this team last year. Like we said it plenty Who of times in this podcast. Yeah, we, we've said it plenty of times. At least I have too. They were the number one mm-hmm. team in the East when Lonzo was playing up until he got hurt. What did I say? What's mm-hmm. the date that I always say? January. January what 20th. was it? January. Whatever it 20th was. Twentieth or something like that. Yeah. Of twenty twenty two was the day that it changed everything for the Chicago Bulls and the way that they're playing today in this calendar year. Just this calendar year alone, last mm-hmm. season, this season combined, just this calendar year, it changes. And if nothing changes from Lonzo Ball, I think AK and Eversley literally look back and be like, you know what? We tried it. It didn't work. All right, let me see what you got. And if yeah. they're playing good, ba- and if they play good basketball at that time, that's where they probably attack the most and probably get the highest, the highest, you know, value for all these players: the Zach, the the Lamar's, and the Vooches. So, with that being said, then right, like, I mean, I, we've talked about it. Like, what kind of trades will be done? Do you want? Do you want like picks? Are we looking for picks? Because I feel like we talk a bit, we talk a lot about get the superstars, get the proven superstars, because that's the only way you're going to win. I, but I feel like if we get it, we get like a one through a three pick. That's almost a guaranteed superstar right there, right? Well, yes and no. It just yes, you're going to get some NBA players with these trades. You have to, right? It's it's mm. kind of almost like a must. Yeah. Um. Depending, because you're not just going to rely everything on the trade. I mean, not on the trade. Mm. I'm sorry, on the draft, the right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it is what it is, and maybe like the players that they get can and maybe be competitive. Probably, you know, in this in the in this East, that it's still a little bit wide open than how you think. But at the same time, it's kind of like if you if you tank, you tank, right? Mm-hmm. I, and obviously, yeah. and obviously, you're going to give more merit to the coach. Because you gave him an extension anyways in the offseason that apparently nobody knew about. Yeah. And we just really found out extension. last week that there was an extension to Billy Donovan. <laughs> so now Billy Donovan, and, and I think this is the time where AK and, and and Mark Eversley can build their own Chicago Bulls roster. 
mm-hmm. instead of um, instead of building and tweaking the roster that they inherited, right? And I think Jose said that last year. That's the only thing that that AK and Eversley didn't do is just build his own roster from the studs and make it their own house. Yeah. So, I mean, if push comes to shove, I wouldn't mind the Bulls blowing it up just so we can get fresh faces because at this point, man, there's nobody's coming. Nobody's going to be here, and the Bulls ain't going to sign anybody anytime soon. So it's kind of like maybe if they do sign a free agent and they draft well or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. that's 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 a – that's a that's a stretch and a half for that to yeah. happen. Yeah. I guess, you know, like you said, it really just does depend on how well they're doing, how well these guys are doing. Does Vooch continue kind of his stretch, you know, because so far this year, I mean, this guy's 32 years old, averaging 16.2 points, almost 11 rebounds, almost 50% from the you know, field goal percentage. Like he's doing really well for a 32-year-old center. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. he's 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 doing really well. So Hopefully we can get something from for him. If not, like you said, blow it up because it's tough to see. You know, we 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 thought with Zach Levine signing with Demar here, we're like, oh man, we got our superstars, but they're just it's just it's 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 tough with them to kind of taking the brunt of it, like the responsibility for the game. And a lot of the role players just don't do what they need to do. The bench isn't very good. Um, Ayo hasn't really blossomed like we, ex- we, we a lot of us were hoping he would, you know, taking that starting point guard position. P will is still kind of like, you know, the jury's still out for P will. Um, so, I mean, you, you, I, I don't think you like him very much. <laughs> I think we've said we've established that. Um, but there's just a lot of question marks and the bench being a huge one of a huge question mark for, for the team. So, yeah, like we just I, I just figured I'd ask that question because like, man, you know what? Vooch is actually playing really well. Do they make a move? for Vooch and, you know, kind of keep it at that. Or like you said, blow the whole thing up. Let's just start over. Let's start with a brand new roster. Um, like you said, it's, it's Billy Donovan. It's AK and Eversley. Like, let's just, let's just see what we can do as, as a tandem. Right. So um, just, just, just an interesting conversation to have. No, I mean, definitely. And especially because it's, the, it's the Chicago bulls, man. And everything that mm-hmm. they gave us last year, um, we said it was it was it was great. We just need the Bulls to be relevant, right? I mean, I think that's yeah. what we wanted last year for this team to do this and to th- for them to do that. And I think once we once we got that, I, it they it just hasn't been what we originally would have thought would have happened, right? The moves were this, mm-hmm. the moves were stagnant. The moves were were this and that, and it it just kind of felt like everybody else got better, but the Chicago Bulls. And one yeah. injury killed it all that kind of like, like I said, that the Lanza ball injury just killed the mood and the momentum and everything else that the Bulls were building at that time. So it's kind of like, what else was can Lonzo, you do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and was Lonzo that guy, really? Like, is he that guy? I mean, there were, it, it was a strange coincidence. It's not, it's, it's not a strange coincidence that the Bulls were the most efficient team shooting threes when Lonzo was there. Mm-hmm. They're one of the best defensive units when Lonzo was playing. They Lonzo would I think the Bulls were in top five, top ten, I believe, in offense efficiency in assist wise when Lonzo was there. There's a reason why the Bulls were also the number one seed for a while for a period of time before Lonzo's injury. Like the Bulls were in top ten in almost every st- statistical category last year, in the beginning of last year in the NBA season when Lonzo mm-hmm. Ball was playing. Like it's not a strange coincidence. Yeah. Once he left. 
they became one of the worst teams in the NBA. The meddling with 500 after his injury. Mm-hmm. Defensive, they were bottom to bottom five. Offensively, they were in mid table at best, maybe even bottom of the mid table, like you know, like near yep. the, the top twenty. There, there. It's it's not a strange coincidence that once Lonzo went out, man, the Bulls stopped playing. And the Bulls started playing like crap. Yeah. And and it really was like he's the glue. He really was the glue because, like you said, they were just more efficient with him on the ground, on the, on the court. He was just like that floor general that you want your point guard to be. You know, he was the, I don't want to, you know, talk too highly of him, but he was what Derrick Rose was, you know, in, in his years in the Bulls and his prime years with the Bulls. He made everything work pretty much. He made that team work. So. It, it it's true. It's not a it's it's a strange coincidence, but like you said, not really a strange coincidence because he may be that guy. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens with the Bulls. I mean, uh, you know, two and one in the last two. They got the Knicks coming up, like I said, two in a row at home, and then they go to Minnesota to take on the Timberwolves. Um, before we get to our four stars of the week, we're gonna do a quick Bears prediction, even though I feel like we kind of know what's up. Uh, but I assume Justin Fields is going to play, uh, even though I don't think he should because this is just a bad recipe. They're they're taking on the uh, the Eagles at home. They've got a they've got a very good defensive line. The Eagles do, um, and they've just got a higher power, high powered offense. One of the best teams in the NFC take on one of probably one of the worst teams in the NFC. Um, what is your prediction? Uh, how much do the Bears lose by in this game? <laughs> How much does the Bears lose by? Wow, not, not even giving them a shot, huh? No, God, no but you're absolutely so. right. I think when we did our preseason predictions at the, at the JCA Spock, uh, JCA Sports Podcast, um, I think this was the 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 schedule where the Bears were, and this is me predicting the 10 win season, right? That yeah. the Bears were going to go. <laughs> hey, I had them at 11. Um, I think this the Bears were going to lose four out of the next five games, right? I think this was mm-hmm. the schedule that was going to be tough, starting with the, the last week and. And, and everything like that. So, um, there's a lot of high hopes for me out of this one because the yeah. more Justin Fields played, the more experience he gets. He's finally mm-hmm. going to see a good defense. How how will they match up? Not very well. Can we mm-hmm. can we repeat the same passing performance? Mixing with a few running plays, a lot more running plays for Justin Fields to make the offense be more efficient. Sure, I would love to see the growth of this kid continue. Um, with that being said, the Bears lose by 14 points. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going to say, too. I think they lose by two scores easily, and I, I would even up it up to 21 points. Uh, no, I, just, I, I think Justin Fields – now, here's the thing. The, the quarterbacks sort of kind of mirror each other. Yeah. Right? They do mirror yeah. each other. So if the Eagles have some experience with the – Justin Fields-esque type player, I guess you can say. Um, but defense has to play against uh what's his name? So Jalen Hurts. Yeah, so I I I, I believe Justin Fields. No, I mean, this may be my Chicago bias, but I still feel I, I definitely believe with a lot better weapons. I think Justin Fields is a better is a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. at the moment, not right now. Um, yeah. But I think Justin Fields is going to prove that he's going to be a quarterback that everybody should watch out uh, for the near future. And I think he's going to have a decent performance against the Eagles. It just won't be enough for them to win. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of expecting the same thing. I 
I feel like he's going to get like 120, 130 rush yards again and a couple scores. Um, I would couple that with an interception or two um, and maybe like a passing touchdown. Uh, but I, I, I think he really just kind of gets the game going again with his legs. What I want to see in this game, you know, I, I have them winning by, I have them losing, sorry, by 14 points at least, at least to score, right? Because even with the defense getting Jaquan Brisker and Gordon back, I still don't think this defense is anywhere near good enough to get to Jalen Hurts and just make a dent in this offense. But we've seen crazier things, right? This NFL season has been pretty crazy, so you never know. Um, absolutely right on that one. Yeah. But uh, I, what I what I really want to see is, is, is more of a connection between him and Claypool. I want to see – Claypool got five receptions in the last game. Yeah, I want to see yeah. – eight receptions and over a hundred yards for Claypool. I want to see, you know, 10, 11 targets, eight, nine receptions, something like that over a hundred yards. Like that's kind of what I want to see the relationship between, because we have them for another year. Let's build it over the last four games against tough teams, like the Eagles, the bills, the Vikings and the lions. Why not? Right? Like let's do it. So that's kind of what I'm hoping to see, but I, I still got the bears losing. I just, Justin Fields is going to have another good day on the ground. Let's just hope, man. No, no. Let, let's just hope for the future and for future <laughs> sakes, man. That this team, um, yeah, this 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 team becomes a little bit more better. And with Justin Fields improving <laughs> with another good team, and then he has a he has another another big test the following week after that with the Bills. Let, yeah. Let's just see. Um, yeah, let, let's let's just see if he pulls out a good performance. Yeah, no, one hundred. That's all we're asking for, right? That, yeah, I mean, really, that's kind of it. Just please, for the love of God, <laughs> good performance. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our final segment. We've got four stars of the week brought to you by Old Style. Hopefully, one day soon, Old Style will sponsor this segment. Goose uh, Island. <laughs> Goose Island. <laughs> 312. Like, like it just, you guys want to sponsor us, this would be dope. Um, but let's do four stars of the week. And for you guys, watching us live throw throw one throw someone you think deserves to be one of the four stars of the week in here we need at least two i don't think jack gave us one so it's me and eric but if me and eric have to we'll give two each um but eric do you want to start or do you want me to start my my first star of the week is cody bellinger welcome to chicago man that's my first <laughs> star of the week right there cody welcome, first... to, welcome to the real baseball team in chicago <laughs> <laughs> he's probably like thank god i didn't go to the Sox. jesus oh my christ god, anybody right now they lost right? jose how do you lose jose abreu like right like right. um Shoot. <laughs> all right first star goes to cody bellinger uh second star i am going with demar Derozan. uh over these last three uh three games uh he had 34 against the hawks 28 against the mavs he had 27 against the wizards just again putting on a clinic uh, from the mid range, more than likely, right? It's Demar, so he's definitely scoring points from the mid range. So my second star of the week uh, goes to Demar Derozan for scoring. What is that like, eighty points or something like that in in the last three games? He's just stupid. He's, he, he's kind of like a cheat code from the mid range. Like if anybody has NBA two K out there right now and is playing with the Bulls and and Demar, just just shoot from the mid range. Um, but yeah, that's the second star of the week. Uh, we don't have anything in the comments yet, but Eric, who you got for number three? The third, uh, my my number, my second star of the week, right? And for number <laughs> three, it's actually the Chicago Bears. And for the Rams actually winning the game on Thursday Night Football and everybody, the only team that, you know, they didn't help them out was the Denver Broncos, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think the um, 
them they won during their bye and by mm-hmm. that them for for the team that was supposed to be in their consideration even though there's it's not the team that they're, they're going to get picked for the second round pick i think the mm-hmm. bears gave themselves a little bit of leeway with um them not playing and still ended up winning and still solidifying their pick at number two for the nfl draft so the bears for winning <laughs> bears this week without even three. playing <laughs> I love that. I love talking about like, did they win or did they lose their bye? Just about any team. It's because it's just so funny to me when oh, it's no, like this Dude. one. This one, the Bears by not playing and everybody else doing their part, even though the Saints were on a bye and and the Falcons too as well. The but Colts, the Rams yeah. lose. The Rams winning on Thursday night. Good, good, good times. Good one. Just the, <laughs> I mean, it, just the Broncos, man. That's, yeah, yeah. Kyle wanted to win. They should have won. Like what? They should have won. Right. Um, we're, we're not riding no more with the Broncos. No, no, no more Broncos country. Let's cry. Um, let's see here. So the fourth star of the week for me is going to be, there was a story out from, uh, oh God, who was it? Let me look it up real quick. It was, uh, God, what is his name? Jackson, 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 Steven Jackson. Um, he was on a podcast. Is a retired Michael Jordan. Uh, <laughs> that he was, uh, it was when Stephen Jackson was on the Bobcats, uh, I think it was like 2009 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Jordan had, you know, a minority in uh, a stake in the team, and that he had already been retired for about seven years or something like that. And that they, the, the Bobcats had, had lost like brutally or something like that. Like we just, they just got their, their asses kicked or something like that. Uh, the next day of practice, Jordan said that he played the game. Jackson said that Jordan came in and played the game and absolutely wiped the floor with the Bobcats team. He wiped the floor with the team. So my fourth star of the week goes to Michael Jordan, seven years retired and still beat on an NBA team, the, the Charlotte Bobcats back in like 2009. That's, that's my fourth star of the week. And it's Jordan. It's the GOAT. I mean, All right. It's the GOAT. Can't be any better some. than that. For some. For others. For some. <laughs> There's, that's a whole nother topic of conversation for another podcast on another day jca jca sports podcast Ooh, tune in well. definitely no no well, it, no um, no i think it's unanimous with that one if anything jose is the only one that probably that say that, Le, that lebron is the goat over michael jordan who, who would say that jose of course he would tony tony <laughs> basketball <laughs> Tony basketball. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, Hey man, you're the one that's giving them the nicknames with the sports, man. I, I told you not to do it. And then you're going to realize it. And then it's going to be too late because you started a trend. That's never going to stop. He loves it though. I, I just, I, I love the way he just like, yep, that's right. That's right. Rick. That's right. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> um, be annoying, man. Trust me. <laughs> all right. Well, that was four stars uh, of the week. Hopefully you guys enjoyed our episode of big league Chicago today. Um, <laughs> LBJ is the goat. LBJ, chill, is chill, the goat. chill, chill. LBJ is not the goat. Um, but yeah, uh, other than that, you know, go check out our our other podcasts, our other live streams. You know, you just had Eric on uh, for EAFP talking semifinals for the World Cup. Stay tuned. Uh, and in just a little bit, once Monday Night Football is over, we're gonna have only football with Kyle and I talking week 14 and the craziness that started and who's who knows what happens with the Patriots and Cardinals, maybe craziness that ends it. And then also we have JCA sports on, obviously you're watching big league Chicago sports strip live for all your boxing, MMA wrestling uh, uh, needs. And then three up three down for your MLB uh, talking free agency with Jack and Alex and then slot shot 
Hockey Podcast with Ross, Alex, and Jack. They just put out an episode on Friday, I believe, so go tune into that. Um, and yeah, if you guys are watching us on YouTube, if you guys are watching us on Facebook, Twitch, whatever, hit that like button, subscribe, share us, rate us on anywhere you're listening to us, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcast, anything. Just give us a rate. Give us those five stars. Give us those five stars and give us that, you know, you know, click that share button and that like and that subscribe. Help us out here at Star Six Media. Eric, you got anything else before we get out of here? Yeah, man. I, I need Hunter Henry to go out with an injury or not grab a catch because <laughs> there's playoff implications on my fantasy football league. With I'm barely winning. Oh, no. I need Ramondre in, in, Stevenson. In, in my, one, of, one of my best friends from, from elementary school, right? Really? So it's, it's the last – it's the last week before playoffs, right? He actually does all all games. I'm talking about the very last game of the season is the championship game, which is weird, first of all. Does but he really? I, Jesus. Yeah, dude. Yeah. But I am winning 72 to 69, and he has Hunter Henry as as um as his tight end who's on the field right now. And I need him to like get out of this game as soon as possible. And if I win, I make the playoffs as the fifth or sixth seed in this in this uh, fantasy football league. So I'm gonna I mean, end it with I, that. And right now, I'm getting kind of nervous because they're in the red zone, and any catch that he gets, I lose. Oh God! What is it by one point? Uh, well, I don't know, man. If he gets a touchdown, he's gonna win by like three. Yeah, I need Ramondre they're, Stevenson. They're kicking a field goal, so I I don't need. Oh, okay. I don't need him. I don't need him to get. 30 more yards. I don't. That's Oh that's, yeah, yeah. You'll be good then. Uh Hopefully playoff implications, man. Big money. <laughs> I need Ramondre Stevenson to not go crazy in the second half. Uh so as long as he doesn't score what is it? I think like 16 more points, I think I should be in the clear and I should be like either the 5th or 6th seed in the playoffs too. So we're kind of both hoping for uh for a miracle here. Kyle, thank you. Thank you for the great thank you for the compliment. Appreciate God, that. Man. Five stars. See you in a, Thanks, man. Thank you. See you in a bit here on uh on uh, only football, but yeah, hopefully uh this this game ends with uh Ramondre Stevenson and Hunter Henry not doing shit. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's all that's all we need. So I'm going to be watching this with a very close eye. <laughs> um, before I go to bed, man, and I won't, I won't sleep, I won't rest easy until they hit zero zero in the fourth quarter. <laughs> so pray, pray for Eric and I. Pray oh, for Eric and I. <laughs> I mean, look, out of the seven fantasy football leagues that I am in, I'm seven. only, oh my I'm eliminated in two, and that's the yeah. JCA one that we had. I'm in dead last, like super dead. Really? Last. Yeah. The defending champ in last place, right? The curse of the champion. That's true. That's and true. And then in another one with one of my one of my former colleagues, I, literally I won last week, but the dude that was ahead of me won, so automatically, mathematically eliminated me, and mm-hmm. he ended up losing, and I ended up winning, and but but by head to head matchups, I, I, yeah. I ended up losing. So, Ugh. but in everything else, I'm fighting for this one. I'm in first in another one, second in another one, third in another one. And I think in, in John, I think I'm like in third or fourth. So, okay. Well, good luck to all those. And, and Kyle's like, all of them. Wow. Are, are they all except for the JCA? <laughs> JCA one is free. That's the only one. Oh, JCA yeah. JCA is, free, yeah. is the only free, yeah. but all of them yeah. are money leagues. And out of, I think, out of a possible, I think the grand total winnings out of all seven leagues, I think I did the math. I think it was like, a thousand two hundred. I am still alive for seven hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars, or something like that. 
Oh my god. Definitely pray for Eric then. Don't pray for me. Pray for Eric. Jesus Christ. I need one. And yeah, it needs at least two. one. Yeah, there's one. There's no trophy. There's only trophy in two, which is the in three, which is the JCA one, the one that yeah. John has that we've been for years, and the one with my best friend, the one that I'm I'm, I'm barely scrapping for the playoffs. There's a trophy in those. All the other ones is just money. Nice, nice. And then Kyle's like, wow, you want all the players to get hurt? That's so messed up. Not hurt, just, you Not know, out hurt, of the game. Just out, out of the game. game. Just like yeah. a mild, like, a bruise on the thigh or something. Yeah. Or, you know, a bruised tailbone, something. Yeah, anything. something where it's like, I, oh, it's I never, a cramp. I never wish for injury on anybody. I just don't want him to, like, not do anything on that. <laughs> That's all. Well, Kyle, you got you got some good you got some good words from Kyle. Good luck, my brother. So yeah, appreciate hopefully it, you get some luck. You know, but uh, th- all right, man. I will, I will tune into you guys later in the show. Sounds good. Thanks for thanks for coming on, everybody on uh, Big League Chicago. Eric, thank you for joining me. Hopefully, you guys all enjoyed the show. Um, and uh, yeah, we will see you guys next time. Stay tuned for only football. See ya. Yes. See ya.